You're a son or a daughter of the king of kings. You're a warrior with a purpose. That's what you are. That's who you are. I carry the fire of God, the anointing that breaks yokes. <laughs> when I walk in the room, the heavenly army walks in with me. Say it. Say it again. The heavenly army walks in with me with the sword of the Lord. I dismantle the enemy assignments. I chop off Goliath's head. I'm a victor with a promise that all my sons and daughters will be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. I am the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. Woo, I am, I am a warrior for Jesus. And I'm unashamed to say it. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Amen. Woohoo! Somebody shout glory three times. Glory. 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 Woo! Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord and turn your Bibles to 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. We're going to keep our eyes on Jesus. We're going to pick up our mantles and we're going to strike that water, church. We're going to strike that water. Hallelujah. Look at verse 9. Verse 9. And so... It was when they had crossed over, say, they crossed over. I'm crossing over. Elijah said to Elisha, ask. Turn to your neighbor and say, ask. Ask big. Ask again. Ask big again. Elijah said, ask, what may I do for you, Elisha? Before I am taken away from you. And Elisha said, please. He said, a, a, double, a double portion of your spirit. Let that double portion of your spirit be upon me. Father, I prophesy that a double portion of your spirit be upon each and every one in this room. Father, I prophesy, Lord, that they will recognize the anointing of the Lord and they will walk in it always asking for more. Let that ask be big, bigger than it was yesterday. I thank you for the ask. I thank you for a double portion. Say, I thank you and I receive my double portion. He said ask, didn't he? Elisha, or Elijah said to Elisha, I want you to ask, ask. And he, and, and he did. He asked big. He said, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And so he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, say nevertheless. If you see me when I'm taken up, it shall be yours. Say, I see you. I see you. And Jesus, I'm going to keep my eyes on you. In Hebrews 12 and 2, we can turn to Hebrews 12 too. It says in Hebrews 12 too, Fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter, some versions say finisher, of our faith. Say, I will keep my eyes on Jesus. I will gaze upon him, which is to look intently to what the Lord is doing. And I will not miss my moment. I will not miss what God is doing. And I will receive that double portion. 
I will in Jesus' name. I receive it today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So there was a condition to meet. And he told him very clearly what the condition was. What was it? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on me. He said, keep your eyes on me. So the condition is to keep your eyes on Jesus, right? We're going to keep our eyes on Jesus when it doesn't look like it's going well. We're going to keep our eyes on Jesus even when it's difficult. We're going to keep our eyes on Jesus when we don't feel like it, when we don't want to, when we're tired, right? We're going to keep our eyes on Jesus at all times because his promises never fail you. Say his promises are yes and amen in him. They don't fail. They don't fail. So we're going to meet the condition. What is the condition? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. We're going to keep our eyes on Jesus. So we know that good is the enemy of best. I've taught you this before. Good is the enemy of best. God says in his word, I do not want your sacrifice. I want your obedience. Turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel 15. 1 Samuel 15, 22. He doesn't want your sacrifice. He wants your obedience. He wants your obedience unto him. Amen. So 1 Samuel 15, 22, the word of the Lord says that the sacrifices that you're giving unto me, that is not what I am desiring of. But when you obey me at my word, when you seek my face and just say, Lord, I want to do it your way. When you do it his way, not what you think is his way. Say not what I think, but what he thinks. Not what I feel, but what he says. Right? Not what I desire, but what he desires is what I'm going to do all the days of my life. We are committed soldiers. I, I said that you're warriors for Christ and warriors with a purpose because you are. Because you have been raised up. You are being equipped every time that you come. You're being equipped to be strengthened, to be filled with God's incredible, incredible power that never ends. There was no end to it, right? So he said here, has the Lord delight, great delight in burnt offerings and in sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Oh, Father, let us hear your voice clearly and let us be ones that obey the voice of the Lord. It says, behold, to obey God's voice, to obey is better than the, any sacrifice that you may think you can give to God. It's better, right? And to heed than the fat of rams. So in other words, we're going to heed. We're going to listen. We're going to do. We're going to hear the voice of God, and we're going to follow after it. So here in this story, let's go back to 2 Kings chapter 2. Because this is a powerful story here. And what we hear here is that Elijah was just about ready to go and be with the Lord. How many of you know that he was taken up with chariots of fire? He didn't die right? He never died. He was taken up, right? Okay. And so he was about ready to go, but he, uh, he, but he, the Lord already told him, the Lord already told him, you're going to anoint Elisha. So this didn't come as a surprise to him, right? He, he was discouraged. He did some amazing, amazing, mighty things for God, amazing, mighty things. But you know what? Those of you that know the story, he was getting kind of tired, wasn't he? Beware when you're getting tired, Beware when you're serving God and you're getting tired. You know what? Maybe it's just time for you to sit for a moment and say, Lord, I'm going to just be in your presence longer than I was yesterday. Maybe you just need to say, Lord, today I'm going to cancel some appointments and I'm just going to be in my word and let my word, the word of God, strengthen me. Because he got really tired. He got discouraged. And the Lord had kept, kept saying, what are you doing there? Why are you in a cave? 
What are you doing there, Elijah? And then he told him, I want you to go and anoint this other guy in your place. How many of you guys know the story? I want you to anoint Elisha in your place. Jesus, say, Lord, we love what you did with and through Elijah. But we're not going to be done and have someone else anointed in our place until our assignment is completely fulfilled. Amen. <laughs> Say, I'm throwing up. I'm throwing off every yoke and every weight that easily entangles me. I'm throwing it off. Hebrews 12.1. Can we turn to Hebrews 12.1? Because it's important that you throw off any weight, any yoke. We already read in Hebrews 12.2 that we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus. We already made that commitment. We spoke it out loud together. But in verse 1, it says, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside. Which means throw off. Some versions say, throw it off. Throw it off. Much more of a, a, an aggressive word than just, just lay it aside. No, we're not going to just lay it aside. We're going to literally throw it off because we're not picking it back up. Some of you lay some things aside all to pick them back up. Throw it off. Destroy it. Trample it underfoot. Don't pick it back up. What is she talking about? Discouragement. Frustration. Anger. Depression. All of it. Naysayers. All of it. Listening to the wrong people. Listening to the wrong voice. Letting all that get in your spirit. Protect your spirit. And listen to the truth. Listen to the right voice. So it says it easily ensnares. It easily entangles. What does? The weight of listening to the wrong voice, the weight of coming into agreement with the wrong spirit, that weight easily entangles us. So we're not going to let it. Say, I'm not going to let it. Come on, we experienced the glory of God today for three hours before I even got to the message. And now you know God's presence is incredible. His tangible Shekinah glory is not only here when we're in worship and where we're praying and when we're ministering to people, but all the time. Say all the time. It's with us all the time. So, but he tells us in Hebrews 12, 1, that we must be diligent soldiers to lay aside or throw off every weight that easily entangles. It also says ensnares. Think about a snare. You're not going to be ensnared. You're not going to walk into a trap. Amen. Because you are a warrior with a purpose. So we're going to throw off the weight. So friction in your life slows progress, right? What kind of friction could I be talking about? Any kind of friction. Jealousy, anger, discouragement. I mean, the list will go on and on and on. But friction slows progress. Devil, the devil brings friction to slow your progress. And he brings it in the form of relationships. The people that are the closest to you. The people that should have known better. The people that should have actually had more of a heart because they knew you. The people that knew your story but still decided to slander you anyways. Right? Okay. So friction slows progress and the enemy will set some people up to bring that to pass. Right? But I got to tell you something. A competitive swimmer. How many of you guys ever swam competitively? Do we have any swimmers in the room? 
Okay. Well, there's about four of us. Yeah. In high school, I'm going to share this even though it's kind of ridiculous, but in high school, here we go. In high school, okay, so I was on the swim team in high school, and the one thing I couldn't stand about the swim team is those caps that they made you wear. I hated those caps. Who said me too? You too, yeah. I really didn't like those caps because it always messed up your hair. <laughs> well, I thought the caps were to keep your hair dry. I literally thought the caps were meant so that you could just go back to your after school, you used to, same, after, after school work, if you had a job after school, because, you know, we, we did this, you know, after school, right? So, like, you don't have to worry about going back into class, you know? But, you may know, some people had a job, and we're talking high school. So, you know, I thought that the cap was to keep my hair dry, right? But I didn't like those caps because you look kind of ridiculous in those caps, you know? Well, needless to say, probably for most of you guys, you know that the caps had nothing to do with keeping your hair dry. <laughs> Water resistant, right? The caps decreased, right? The, the, the resistance that was coming against you, right? So that you can smoothly glide through that water. So that your hair was all over the place as you were gliding through that water, right? Right? So it limited that which was trying to come against you and slow you down. So what's limiting you and coming against you and slowing you down? I don't know. I don't know, but what is it? Right? So the enemy uses resistance, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, God says, no, 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 no. I want you to put on the armor of God. Because when you put on the armor of God, then any target, that is any assignment that's meant to target you, is literally just going to ricochet. It's just going to bounce right off of your armor. Right? Right? How about a runner? Well, I, didn't even, I didn't even realize, but both of these examples. So I was also in, in um, cross country. I ran. It was a runner. How many in this room? Love to run. I love to run. Okay, well, you know, they have you wear certain clothing, right, when you're, when you're running at least competitively. When you're running competitively. They have you wear that dry fit clothing. How many of you guys remember this? Yeah, okay, some of you. So, but that decreased the air resistance, right? So you've got resistance. For a decrease of air resistance, a decrease of resistance in the water, right? But do you see everything in order for you to win, you need to decrease the resistance or in, decrease. Yeah. Decrease the resistance, right? So when we decrease that resistance, because we stay focused on what is truly coming from God, right? And say, oh, I see that's coming from the devil, but this is coming from God. So I'm going to stand firm in the word of God. And I'm not going to allow that assignment, that friction to have its way without putting on the full armor. Without allowing the Spirit of God to literally penetrate my heart, my mind by keeping my eyes on Jesus, right? So we're not going to allow the resistance that the enemy brings to slow you down. Say, I'm not going to let it. Not going to slow me down. In the name of Jesus. Because I know now the caps were not about my hair. <laughs> I had to throw that in. I had to throw that one in. <laughs> What was that? You're not going to forget it. No, you're not going to forget it. So back to 2 Kings 2, verse 10. So he says, you've asked a hard thing. He says, you've asked a hard thing, but I know that nothing is too difficult for the Lord. Right? We know that, right? So he says, you've asked a, a, a hard thing, but nevertheless, even though you ask for a hard thing, if you see me when I am taken up. So if you keep your eyes 
on me, and of course we know that means Jesus for us, if you keep your eyes on me, he says, it, it shall be so. Like what you've asked is going to come to pass. Your, your request is going to be granted. But if not, it shall not be so. So he says, if you don't keep your eyes on me, it's not going to happen. But if you do, you will receive. Then it happened. Okay? Then it happened. When you were faithful, then it happened. What happened? See, because right at this point, Elisha kept his eyes, right, on Elijah. So then it happened. It happened right away. It happened in a suddenly, the suddenlies of God. Well, then it happened when you kept your eyes on Jesus. Even though it was sometimes easier to just stay in bed all day and just feel sorry for yourself. But then it happened because you didn't do that. Then it happened because you got yourself up anyways. Then it happened because you said, you know what, I'm going to give glory to God, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up. I'm getting up. Say, I'm getting up again. And sometimes you might have to tell yourself that over and over and over throughout the day, I'm getting up again. Then it happened. I'm not allowing the enemy's assignment. I'm not allowing the resistance that continually comes against me. I'm not allowing it to have its place in my life. Then it happened, the suddenly of God. Come on, somebody, get the faith in this room. Rise up and receive. Hallelujah. Then it happened. As they continued and they talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire, it says, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. And Elisha saw it. He saw it. And then it happened. And it was suddenly. And he saw it. It was a suddenly. That's how fast you can miss what God has for you. It was a suddenly. We all love that we, the suddenlies, they all come to, God gives us suddenlies. But what about the suddenlies that you miss because you didn't keep your eyes on Jesus? We need to keep our eyes on the Lord when we don't feel like it. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord at all times. Say, yes, Lord, my eyes are on you at all times. Glory to God. And so Elijah, he, Elisha, he saw it and he cried out and, and he said, my father, my father. The chariot of Israel and its horsemen. And so he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them in two pieces. He loved this man of God. He studied under him. He loved this man of God. But he did something in verse 13. Some of you need to do something. Some of you need to stop with the grief and stop feeling sorry and stop in the lament and stop in the place that you've been in because something truly genuinely did happen. But some of you need to get up and do something. Look at what he did here in verse 13. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan and he took that mantle. He did something with his mantle. He did something with the mantle that he saw fall. He said he took that mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and he struck the water. The mantle is your anointing. The mantle is what you're anointing and the, what you're anointed to do. 
and you are to strike that which is keeping you from the fullness of what God has for you. He needed to cross over that river and he needed to, for that river to part. He took that mantle and he struck it. And what did the waters do? But they parted, they parted and he walked. You will strike that water. You will strike that resistance. You will strike that obstacle with the anointing that God has given you and it shall part. Hallelujah. Somebody say, yes, that's mine. I receive it. I receive it. Did he not ask for a double portion? Did he not ask for a, he asked for a double portion, didn't he? And he said, well, this is a hard thing. But if you keep your eyes on me, you will receive it. And he did. He kept his eyes on this man of God and he received what was rightfully his because he asked. The Bible tells us, Jesus actually said in his, in his own words, he says, if you will abide in me, this is in John 15, 7, if you will abide in me, maybe we can put up John 15, 7. He says, and my words abide in you. And that's the key right there. If you abide in me, but if my words also, if they abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Somebody say for me, it's going to be done for me. Because I'm asking and I'm keeping his words in the midst of my heart, upon my mind, filled in my emotions. And so he takes, verse 14, then he takes the mantle. He took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. He struck the water. See, there's faith in action right there, right? He struck the water and he said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Where is the Lord God? He had faith. He already saw this man of God do the very same thing with the very same mantle. He says, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Elohim, my redeemer, my friend. Where is the God of Elijah? He knew. He knew. Do you? Yes. Glory to God. He says, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had struck the water. It was divided this way and that way, and Elisha crossed over it. Some of you need to pick up your mantle and you need to strike the water in the name of Jesus. What is your mantle? It got quiet in this church. The anointing that breaks the yoke. Come on, woman of God, wherever she is. I heard it. Yeah, the anointing that breaks. Are you all anointed to break yokes according to Isaiah 10, 27? You better believe it. So I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet right now, and I'm going to have you do some battle. I'm going to have you do a, some battling, battling with the word of God. You're going to take the anointing that's already upon your life. The anointing is the anointing God has given you. Now, I want you to strike that water. Take the mantle, the anointing. I want you to strike that opposition. I want you to strike it, not just with a hand motion, but I want you to open up your mouth. See, it's your mouth that's actually going to decree and declare a thing, and it's going to be established. It is your mouth that's going to say, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I rebuke every, every, every resistance. I rebuke every curse coming against me. I rebuke it. Come on, we are men and women of the most high God. We belong to the king of kings. He says in his word that he calls us his friends. He says the greater things shall you do than I did. So we're going to open our mouth and we're making those declarations. We're going to speak forth that, that, that thing, that thing that keeps that, that rebellion in your family bloodline. We rebuke that rebellion in your family. I rebuke that rebellion in my family bloodline. 
I rebuke it right now and I command it to come off right now. I say, goes, it goes, it goes. In the name of Jesus, every place where they're spiritually asleep, I command it to come. That's a resistance against you. You know it. That is a resistance against when they're spiritually asleep and you're preaching Jesus. That is a resistance against you. Are you going to allow that resistance? No. You're going to take your anointing and destroy it right now. I command that spirit of resistance. That's really coming against Jesus in me. I command that spirit of, re of resistance to be removed right now. Rebellion to be removed right now. In the name of Jesus. All of it. All of it. Chop off the head of the Goliath right now in your life. That Goliath is going down. His head is being chopped off in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We didn't just sing it to prophesy to the north, south, east, and west. We didn't just sing it. We prophesy to the north, south, east, and west. We mean it. We decree it. We declare it. We're prophesying to the north, south, east, and west right now. Father, I thank you. Everything that you already established in the heavens even before we were born for our families, Lord God, they will not lose out. We will not miss out, not on one thing, nothing at all. Nothing is going to be taken stolen, removed from you. You are not going to be without. God says you can ask, ask for more. The double anointing, the double portion. Somebody else can't do this for you. You got to do it for yourself. You got to do it for your own family. You got to do it for them right now. They're not able. They're not able. Some of them are not able. Some of your loved ones are not, but you are you are, you're a well-bodied able, you're well able to do this right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, because the anointing on our life breaks those yokes. It breaks those yokes. We're going to keep our eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. And as we keep our eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter, and the finisher of our faith, we are going to receive uh, that double portion, just like Elisha did, just like he did. He received because he kept his eyes on Jesus. We're receiving right now because because we keep our eyes on Jesus. And with our anointing, the mantle, we will strike down any and all opposition that comes against us. All of it right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We are believing believers. You are believing. You are a believing believer. You believe the word of God. And it comes to pass in your life. Your life. Your life. Not just your kids, but your life. You see it come to pass. Say, my life. I see this word come to pass in my life. I see it with my own eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. We give you the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Woo. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Elohim, my redeemer, my friend. He's your friend. He is your redeemer. Elohim is his name. Thank you, Father. Glory unto your name. Just like Elisha met the condition, we too will meet the condition. Say, I meet the condition. Just as Elisha met the condition and he had faith. I'm meeting the condition right now. Right now, let faith arise in this room. You're meeting the condition right now. Every one of you, every one of you, even online, watching, listening, you're meeting the condition because your eyes are fixed. They're intently fixed. They're, they're gazing. I love that word, gazing. Oh, we gaze at your beauty, Lord God. And because we gaze at your beauty, we will not be left without. We will not lose. You will not lose. That's the key. You know, we could sum this whole message up right now in that one simple statement. Because we gaze 
because we love to gaze at your beauty, which means our eyes are fixed. They are stable. They're permanent. They are fixed upon you intensely. I receive everything that you've had called me to receive in the name of Jesus. Now, once you put your hand on your heart and say, I receive the double portion tonight. I will not leave without it. It's already been promised. It's already been given.